to the Rockman Show. It's time for Rockman to give his opinions, his views, and his thoughts on life and rock. So grab a beer, buckle in, and get ready to rock.
doing? Um, in LA, or Los Angeles, actually in Orange County, Anaheim right now, and um, just kind of chilling. Um, wanted to do a quick little intro. I've got a great interview coming up with uh, Tracy G, my boy, the man with the plan, the guy that does all the music for the Genghis Ragman show and the Ragman show. Coming up with some new stuff too, so get ready. But no, Tracy's got some new stuff, so I hope you dig the interview coming up. Uh, but I just wanted to check in real fast, do a little quick thing. And uh, I'm right now I'm at Green Sheep Beer Company in Orange County, having a beer, getting ready to go see Bleeding Through and Unearth. So a pretty heavy show tonight. Um, it's at Disney. So, I mean, what are the odds? I mean, such a heavy show. I mean, people at Disney, there's going to be so many metalheads there. This going to be crazy seeing all these crazy fucking rocker guys. And then fucking Mickey's down the road over there. He's like, hey, hey, what are you doing? I don't know. Why are you there? I was like, I don't fucking Mickey, dude. I love metal. I don't know. Do you think Mickey or Minnie love metal? I don't know. I have no idea. But I may see tonight. It's my first time in Orange County to do a show. I've done some in L.A. around Hollywood, uh, the Whiskey, Palladium. But tonight, it's my first show. And I just, I don't know, man. I'm not a huge Bleeding Through guy. I did see him one time. They opened up for him. Believe it or not, just what a weird combination. Uh, but I'm like, ah, why not? I'm in freaking California. I could be at breweries all day, drink all day, and then pass out at like seven and then get up early for my flight tomorrow. I was like, nah, 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 let's have some fun. Let's go rock. So I'm going to go rock tonight. So I tell you what, we'll play some bleeding through right now and then we'll go from there. Let's do it. <laughs> them very cool um one other thing i wanted to mention i saw something fucking weird at the fucking airport the other day i've never seen this i fucking fly a lot you guys know i travel and there's a guy this was in houston heading i was heading to california this motherfucker was wearing a fucking surgical hat i mean like your doctor wears when he's about to perform surgery on you and no 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 mask no mask at all but the hat, the head had to be protected. It had the little like fucking ties and all that stuff. 
I'm like, what is going on with this guy? Is he worried about his fucking hair? Maybe he's, maybe he had lice. I don't know. I'm not asking questions. I'm like, I just don't want to be near that guy because there's problems. Why do you wear a fucking medical hat to the airport and think that's important? And again, I mean, if he's wearing a mask, I'm like, he's, he's about to perform fucking surgery. I don't know what's going on with this guy. It's fucking weird, but it is what it is. So anyway, that said... business trip to uh, California, went to Bakersfield, Ventura, hit some really cool breweries, and then tonight in Orange County, going to House of Blues, and going to see some metal, fucking bleeding through, again, really cool band, uh, they left an impression on me, I'm like, it's their, I think, 20th anniversary, I'm like, I'm going to do it, why not, let's rock. So, anyway, um, guys, I, want, I hope you enjoy the show tonight. He's got some really cool shit going on. Uh, Dark Miles, his new project. You'll hear a few tunes from that, as well as some solo stuff. So, anyway, uh, before I let you go, we'll leave you with some... Uh, how about some Tracy G with... Uh, how about World War Three? Let's do that. Call me Devil. Before I let you go. Hold up.
All right, guys, you're live with Ragman and a good friend of his for many years. This guy has written everything you hear on the Right to Rock theme-wise. The beer song everybody loves, the classic of the show, and the new Ragman theme, which is the Metal Minute theme, which I don't know if he ever gave it a name, <laughs> but he wrote it for Genghis. And now we're using it. And then originally for the Genghis Fragment show, we have the Broken Man song. I'm talking to none other than my brother from another mother, Mr. Tracy G. Tracy, my friend, it is so great to see you. Yo, Alan, how you doing, man? Doing good, man. It's so, uh, fuck, I haven't seen you in probably two years or so. A couple years, yeah. We had to skip over him because... Things happen, and I get busy, and taking care of, you know, mom and dad and stuff, and so we had to skip over it till we found a time to rock it. Yeah, so I think the last time we spoke, you had just finished the project with uh, Paul Shortino, uh, Blue Dahlia. Blue Dahlia, so, yeah, so it's... COVID, I guess. Yeah, I think maybe we have spoken after that, but for my shitty memory, let's just go with that. <laughs> Me so, Me you've got a lot of shit going on because you, you had done Gale Force, which is now renamed and it's a different band, and I think this sounds a bit different. So, the band's called Dark Mile. Tell us about Dark Mile. Uh, I think you kind of already mentioned before what happened with Gale Force, but tell me what the thought was going in, changing the name from Gale Force to Dark Mile. Well, Gale Force was with the uh, the singer uh, Michael Lee, and then when we went to Dark Mile, uh, we changed singers. So we went through actually a, a year and a half or so trying out singers. Um, just wanted to try somebody, somebody else, and. Uh, it's got the same members in it. Okay. Dark Mile. Randy Oviedo's on the bass. Um, Paul Alfrey's on guitar. And I'm on guitar. So it's got two guitar players. Paul Alfrey mixes everything, produces everything. And um, we use both our studios to bounce back and forth, you know, the songs. If I come up with an idea, I put it down in my studio and send it to Paul. And if Paul does an idea, he sends it to me and Randy, and we put down our ideas on his idea. And then when they're ready, <clears throat> when they're ready, we send them to the singer we found. His name's Mark Huff. He lives in Washington, and um, he's known for trying out for Quiet Riot back in the day. He did a few shows with them, um, 
before they let him go and they got somebody else or whatever and uh yeah they went through a shitload of singers uh after yeah. kevin died and i think jizzy pearl is now the singer of the band yeah jizzy i was in, i was in love hate for a little while actually and jizzy was a singer oh really wow yeah good, As a years, good guy years ago, huh? great singer <laughs> good guy good band all the guys in that band are good and uh, good band yeah i just i played kind of rhythm before dio yeah before dio i played rhythm guitar for just a little while and that, that didn't last too long i'm not much of just a rhythm player i like to make noise and play lead and you Jeez. do it well <laughs> <laughs> thanks man so um they ended up with jizzy obviously quite right but right now we're working with mark huff and uh we did a whole album, took about a year and a half. We did a, it's called Dark Mile, it's the name of the project. And uh, Mark's on vocals. Like I said, Paul Alfrey's on guitar, I'm on guitar. Paul lets me do all the solos, which I'm happy about that because that's what I like to do. And then Paul does the rhythms. Paul writes some of the stuff. I write some of the stuff. Randy comes in with ideas. We put them together and uh, we use the drummer in the studio, pro part of the program dr for the drums. It's just a lot easier that way, and um, he always shows up on time. Oh, nice. Well, let me ask you this as far as you and Paul on guitars on the songs that I've heard. We're going to play a song here in a few minutes. Um, so you said Paul plays rhythm. Does he play all rhythm and you just solo, or do you play some of the rhythm as well? We both play all the rhythm. Okay. We double it. I do rhythm kind of my own, with my own taste. He does the rhythm <coughs> on the other side, right and left side, and, and then I do the solo. Okay. Nice. Well, i tell you what, why don't you cue up the first song, kind of give a little history behind it. You told me a little history behind it, and I love it. I'll just say up front, because I've heard it a few times now, uh, just got a good, just classic hard rock i want to crank up the fucking volume yeah almost like a summertime <laughs> type song for me where i'm like fuck let's just crank it's this bitch and have fun it's that kind of album and it's that kind of song for sure it's it's we're not writing we're not writing the wheel and trying to do something that you never heard it's just good old-fashioned hard rock that we kind of grew up on is what we what we're trying to do on this this uh project and um, we weren't trying to create the wheel and do something, you know, completely like you never heard. Just something that's fucking heavy. And, uh, yeah. And uh, so I don't know if I'd describe it as heavy metal, but it'd be more like, you know, hard rock. Good, solid hard rock. Yeah, yeah good, solid Melod hard melodic. rock. It's, I mean, melody it, with fucking balls. Yeah, it does have some melody because of uh, uh, Mark. <clears throat> Mark, the way he sings. We write the words for Mark. We write the melodies for Mark. Mark's like a voice. He's, the, I call him the voice. He's like our voice. So we write all the music and all the words and all the um, <clears throat> melody. Paul mostly does the words and the melody for that, but sometimes I do. It depends. But um, this one's called A Boy Who Wants to Rock. It's as blatant and simple as that. It's not real fancy it's just it's a good 
it's a good song to take your girlfriend out, if you know what I mean. Go out with your girlfriend, maybe have a beer, and do whatever you do. And then bang her at the end. <gasps> oh, <laughs> Tracy's offended. I don't know. What to, I don't know. What, I don't know what to say. Well, I tell you what. Let's play I it. Didn't, I didn't say that. I didn't say that. I did. I take full credit. Alan, I'm a pervert. You know that. Oh shit. <laughs> so anyway, guys, how about "Boy Wants to Rock" by Dark Mile? Let's check it out. Again, dude, congratulations. It's so cool. It's I like the vibes different. You know, it's uh, it's not typical Tracy G. It's like, I would say simplified, but in a good way. It's just good. Like you said, hard rock. Yeah. Is it harder for you to write that or no? No. No, I just, on the, on the other stuff I do by myself, it's just like, I just kind of get lost in it and I go wherever. Yeah. Like, and this kind of stuff, I gotta, I gotta actually think a little bit more to calm down and just keep it kind of simple, you know. And I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to hit that weird new chord or anything yeah. um, on this kind of stuff. I want it to be like the stuff I heard when I grew up that made me play, you know, just rock, good rock bands, Zeppelin, <clears throat> Sabbath, and all those other groups, Fastway, yeah. Montrose. Uh, you know Van Halen whatever the stuff that uh, you know inspired me to play ACDC fuck just play three chords just it's that kind of yeah I, yeah I have to put I have to put an attempt to play music like that otherwise I go I go too nu- I go nuts and so, why not and why not I mean that's so you are. someone's got to do it <laughs> but you show restraints I guess on this and so I, like yeah. you said I guess that's Maybe a little harder for you, and you got to think about it more. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, then when it comes really time for the solo, I don't think too much. I just try to play, right, until it sounds good to me. You know, I don't try to think. But even in the solos, obviously, it's it's more straighter. The parts behind me are straighter, so I might play a little straight. Maybe that's boring to some people. Maybe it's not. Maybe nobody cares. Maybe everybody cares. I don't really know. Doesn't yeah. matter to me. Well, I mean, you do you, and you do it well. I mean, Thank you. and I like, like I said, it was really fresh for me to hear these songs. Uh, these two songs we're going to play. We just played the first one, and like, wow, it's a different side of Tracy. You like, even with, I would say it started for me on Gale Force a little bit with the ballad, and I'd never, I can't remember you ever really doing a ballad, uh-huh. and I was like, 
This is fucking cool. I like this side. I've heard your Flamenco stuff, so you're very a versatile guitar player. Thanks. But doing these different styles in a music, you know, in a band format, you really gotta change it up a bit because I know the goaded stuff. Some and people, I, yeah. Some people hear somebody for the first time, and for me, for instance, and they might think, "Well, he's he could just play stuff like World War Three or the stuff for Dio." So maybe that just that's just the way he plays, and that's it. And uh, unfortunately, it's not true because I, I play, I, I play whatever. It doesn't mean I can do it good. It just means I like to play whatever. So, I've done three flamenco albums, and and sometimes people are like, "Is this you? Is this you really <laughs> playing?" You know, and I, yeah, because I like the sound of flamenco, flamenco guitars, but I also like bone crushing metal, you know. And then I like ballads too, and I like you know medium rock and I don't just like the color blue yeah or black you know I like different stuff like I like to eat different foods not not just one thing but people people are people and they they think what they want to think you know oh he he can only step on his pedal board well yeah I, I'll tell you uh, this is funny so years ago Genghis had an issue with Steve Stevens. Like, oh, he heard the stuff with Billy Idol. He does his effects and stuff like that. And then he came out with the Atomic Playboys. And he really heard him rip. And then when he did the record with Vince Neil, he's like, motherfucker. And now, you know, Steve's doing Flamenco and all sorts of other shit. Besides just the stuff he was well, doing that, Billy Idol. That fucking guy can play. Yes. He can, especially Flamenco stuff. I listen to a bunch of his stuff. And he has solo stuff. That he's played with with kind of fusion fusion players and no he's a he's a fucker yeah <laughs> he can play ass. he can play and a lot of guys out there are they're not just one trick pony you stole that out of my mouth I was about you know to say that. they're not yeah. just one thing some guys are yeah and so what that's fine that's what they some do. guys some guys like to like to branch around and jump around and play around with stuff so they do other projects to give them a chance to jump on an acoustic guitar or a flamenco guitar. Some guys won't touch acoustic guitar. That's right. okay too. There's no there's no rule or law for nothing. Oh yeah, yeah. It's funny. I was telling you about uh, the guitar player in DGM, and his name's Simone Mularoni. Yeah. And Simone had never picked up a guitar the whole time he's been playing. I mean, uh, an acoustic guitar the whole time he's been playing. He said, holy, because they decided to maybe do an acoustic show. And he's like, he started writing all this more like old school progressive shit, which just, is going to be their next record. He's like, so inspired. Just a player. Yeah. Just get out of my way. Now I got this this other thing in my hand and that's what came out. So, yeah. Oh. So it's kind of cool. I mean, you've done it your whole career, but I a seasoned guy that's been playing 20 years and got this career it's like i just picked up my first acoustic i said simone what are you fucking talking about that's what everybody learns on he goes no i learned on electric so i never even thought about going to acoustic until right. recently right and some guys play acoustic better than electric yeah like what about that that one guy um uh, i know his name though i can't think of his name Eman emmanuel oh, he's an older guy gray hair yeah, I don't know. He'll rip your face off with acoustic. Oh, really? I've seen him on electric, too. He's better on acoustic. Damn. Oh, my God. It's stupid. He's ridiculous. Well, back to Dark Mile. 
we got a second song here we're going to play. And uh, tell us a little bit of the name of it and a little bit about it. It's called I Can't Help You. Paul, Alfie wrote the lyrics, wrote the melodies. Mark sang it. Mark Huff sang it. And um, Paul wrote the song. Me and Randy just played our played our parts. You know, I played the rhythm next to Paul. And, and I played the lead, and then Randy did the did the um, bass, and uh, Paul, since he wrote the song, he programmed the drums. Okay. So P- Paul will program the drums, too. Oh, he'll fix any of my drum programming that isn't too cool. He'll, he'll, he'll fix it for me, you know, because I get a little crazy. <laughs> Sometimes I put stuff in that a drummer wouldn't do or something. Yeah. And so it's called I Can't Help You, and um, it's just, I look at it like it's kind of melodic as far as the vocals, and it's kind of, um, it's kind of straightforward. So, just a good rock team. Let's check it out. Well, I gotta say, I really dig that one too. Uh, again, just good melodic hard rock with an edge, and it really reminds me kind of what you were saying with some late '80s, early '90s rock that was coming out. But it still sounds fresh. It's not like, oh God, that sounds like that was recorded 20, 30 years yeah, ago. We, we it try, sounds really good. We tried, even Paul, I think, but I know I do. We try not to. Play the same, play the same old thing the same way, but we don't try to change it up so much where it's like, huh? Yeah. We just you know try to keep it. A lot of it's in the recording of it to make the sound of your guitar and the sound, the feel of the groove, the sound of the guitar is really all you need, and, the, and of course the bass. <coughs> make it kind of. There's no shyness in the bass, like. No, I love a lo- There's a lot sound. of bottom end in the, in the record. Yeah. There was in Girl Force too the other record we did with the other singer, but in 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 this one we actually started Dark Mile number two, which there is there is number one is even out, but number two we're finishing up on the songs just in case they, the label whoever they may be might want another record, so we got some songs already. In the, in the works of doing that, you know. Yeah, the, the guy, you guys are searching for a label. So say the our fan, your fans, if they want to get a hold of this, is there any kind of thought process or timeline? Do you release it on your own at some point? Not or right, do you wait not, for a label? Not yet. We, okay. The, the whole idea of it is we just like people to hear what we're doing as much as we can. It's not. We know we're not going to get rich and famous from it. And all that bullshit. We know that, but but you know, we 
we've always been musicians our whole life, so we would like people to hear what the fuck we're doing. Yeah. You know, whoever gives a fuck. You know, that's all. And we put a lot of time into the recording of it and making it sound heavy, even if it's just hard rock, you know, making yeah. it sound like I want to, you know, bang the my head. The production is yeah, huge. Yeah, that takes a while to make it come across like, fuck, these guys are serious, you know. That's all we're trying. We'd like people to hear it and have fun with it and crank it up in their stereo. That's th This album, I got to admit, the Dark Mile one, Dark Mile number one that we got here, every time I hear it, I want to turn it louder. Like, I want to hear it. I want to hear it. Yeah. Hear those songs. They deserve to be played like a rock album, you know. Like when I first heard Sabbath or Zeppelin or, yeah. or Deep Purple or bands that I'm influenced by, like, I wanted to crank it. I, I don't want to play it soft. It is sounds it sounds great cranked. Thanks. We we, yeah, we listen to that. Does, especially you'd hear it in good really good set of headphones. Oh yeah. Crank it. Sounds really great. Well, you know, it's funny because I thought I was um, when I was flying over, I had my laptop. It's like, well, man, maybe I'll just grab my laptop. I brought my headphones so I could listen to it, and then I fell asleep. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm all I got to get my rest. That's cool. <laughs> so. Um, is there any thoughts that after being signed that maybe you guys would try out and play a couple gigs? Everywhere's, everybody's somewhere else, it, it seems like, right? It kind of depends on how it yeah. goes and what kind of response we get from the record and, you know, what kind of push we can get from the label. And it's not that, I mean, we could just go up, set up in a park and play, or we could go just go play anywhere. But we'd like to be able to maybe get on a little a little show with you know a couple other bands or something and yeah. something decent so that it comes across sounding somewhat like it was recorded you know yeah yeah so we'll, we'll have to see we don't know well something you mentioned too and i'm curious about this you said it took about a year and a half for dark mile one to develop i be recorded where it is now right so you usually work pretty fast is it what what brought you to or what took so long this time was it just really putting a little bit more concentration oh you were looking for a vocalist or were you working on multiple things and then just just kind of fell in place with probably looking looking for that singer is not an easy task right right anybody knows that so to find a voice that so we tried out quite a few people and um threw some songs at them and you know we were like yeah okay that's good i don't know we're totally happy. Uh, back to Gale Force, Michael Lee is a very good singer. He did very good, you know, on those songs. Yeah. We thought he, he wrote all that stuff with the singing. We wrote the music, but he wrote the... And, and so we, we wanted to at least get close to that, you know. Yeah. I mean, we don't want to go backwards. So when we heard Mark, we're like, let's try him on a... I think the first song is a song we haven't played. It's called He Said, She Said. Oh, Okay which I already wrote. And yeah, I that was on... I took it from Controlled Chaos. Okay, yeah, that was the one with and I just, Johnny... Johnny B sang yeah. it and everything. And it sounded great. There was a few years back, and I wanted to beef it up, so we beefed up the music and said, here's the words, here's the melody, Marco, and sang the shit out of it. And we're like... Oh, nice. We're like, let's just, let's just go with this guy, you know. That was our first time we heard him sing on one of our songs. So, how do you get the word out that, hey, band, we're looking for a vocalist? Paul does most of that kind of stuff. We ask around, 
our musician friends or yeah you know that kind of thing and email people the way you do but Paul Paul does most of that he's Paul's real good at searching like websites that have different musicians and singers and Paul found him oh nice Paul's the one that found Mark and a couple other guys we tried out too so well sweet it's Paul's it's Paul Alfrey's project it's he he went to Durango's with me one day he loves Durango's good place we went there today so Solid. we went there and we sat there in that booth across from us uh-huh and he just hit me up hey you want to do this uh project with me i know you don't play with you usually don't play with another guitar player and i don't i haven't um i've known paul since the 80s though and uh he's a good guitar player and he's a, he's a, more than that he's he's a nice guy and i could stomach him <laughs> and I guess he thinks he could stomach me, so yeah. that was, I said, yeah, what, what will it be? And it's Paul's idea. Well, you know, it's kind of, I really love the 80s, so kind of 80s, but, you know, a modern crunch and stuff, and, you know, and it's it's Paul's direction. It, it's kind of Paul's baby, so we try to help, but stay out of the fucking way. Let, let, him, let him do it. Yeah. Know? Let him do it. So he, he's the only one that works with Mark. I don't get on the phone with the singer and go, hey, man. I mean, all I do, the most I've ever done is, hey, Mark, you sound really great, man. That's about, you know, yeah. that's what I say. I don't get in and try to be a chief or anything. We just stay in the background and let Paul do his thing on his project, which he, it's his idea to do. So that's, that's awesome. And then Paul goes, the magic, you can do all the solos. I'm in. I mean, you know. <laughs> Easy, yeah. Cut. Why? Well, why not? Cause that's I like to do that. Yeah, and you like the guy, so. And I like the guy, and and, and he's a good, solid, player. He tells me, I'll send him stuff, and he goes, Tracy, you're playing the second part different. I go, I don't know what I'm fucking doing. <laughs> I just play, you know. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes I'll play the verse this way, and I'll the second verse, I, I, I strum it to different you know yeah okay so i'll try to fix my parts as even as i can sure because see i've never had to really play with another guitar player i just fucking do it right and i do it i copy myself or i i can't even copy myself sometimes i just do both rhythm parts a little bit different mm -hmm. i go so fucking what you I, know i mean that's what I, that's how i've always done it but it's a little bit you got to be a little bit more disciplined Obviously, yeah. with another guitar player, I get that. So I, I got to work a little bit harder with that and keep keep it keep it within so that the, the other poor fucker can follow me. <laughs> well, it's more uniform. Otherwise, right? I'm stepping on my pedal board and I'm fucking going nuts. Yeah, yeah. He's like, I'm not. He's not gonna play like that, you know. So you'll hear my sounds, but subtly, not 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 as much as if you listen to something I did so by myself. I'm out of control, right? Yeah. I'm, Ronnie Dio even told me one time, if you kept stepping on that board, people were going to think that's all you know how to do. <laughs> I said, I don't give a shit. <laughs> well, you know what? You do Strange Highways. It's the heaviest record Dio ever did in the Dio band. So. I know it is. I know it is. I knew it when we did it. And uh, even Angry Machines, yeah. I'll just stick up for it. People put it down and everything, but it's... It's better than most deal stuff on its own. I'll tell you this Angry about. Machines. I mean, it's just it just is. People just don't get it. 
Because it changes too much. Blood. Well, I'll tell you what. If when it first came out, it was a little too over people's heads. Yeah. Even me. I, there were a few songs I really enjoyed, but now I listen to it. I'm like, fuck, this is really a great it fucking record. It takes a while to swallow. It takes yeah. a while to swallow because it's weird and it's different. And some people don't like to play music like that, but we didn't care. We wanted to try new things. And Ronnie, Ronnie, he's the main guy. He was the boss. He wanted to, you know, try stuff. So, you know, whether somebody, when somebody doesn't get it, that doesn't shock me. I'm used to, I, I didn't, I didn't expect him to get it. Yeah. But, you know, 30 years later, more people get it. Yeah. And, and, and Strange Highways was a little straight, more straightforward. And it's, it's as heavy as Dehumanizer and it's fucking heavier than everything else Dio did. So I'm happy with that. I have a question just on the deal thing. So after you finish Strange Highways, you listen back to it. Is Ronnie's like, fuck, this is heavy. I haven't played anything this heavy since Sabbath. Or does that conversation even come up? There's some interviews flying around with him being interviewed and him talking about Strange Highways. Kind of saying that. Yeah. He he knew it was ahead of its time. He knew who wouldn't know more than Ronnie if it was the heaviest thing he ever did? Like, he would know. Yeah, yeah. And it, it's... I, 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 those were my words to him when I got... When I joined the band and I got the gig, I go... I just... I just think, we, you know, we could make the heaviest deal record that's ever been made. And he goes, well, let's go do it. Oh, nice. And that's... That's what we did. And then some people... You know, everybody has their opinion. That's the way the world is. Everyone has an asshole. Everyone has an opinion. It's no different. It don't make a big deal out of it. Well, I think this, and I think that, and you think shit. Doesn't matter. Everybody has a. It doesn't matter. Right. Musicians, we're just playing. We're playing, and we're we're grateful that we. You know, I am. I'm grateful that. It, get to play when I get to play or when I got to play or whatever and uh, you know it, it, it's I think Ronnie knew Ronnie knew knew how heavy it was he's the one that sang it all you know yeah I mean that stuff he did with Richie Blackmore it might not have been recorded as heavy as it can be recorded now but it was great great shit and he knew that you know oh yeah 
that, you know, long live rock and roll and rainbow rising. Give me a break. That's just so perfect. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Richie Blackmore writing, I guess, those riffs and Ronnie singing to that. It's nothing. I mean, come on. Lady of the Lake, The Shed. Stargazer. Stargazer. Kill the King. Kill the King. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, what? What's, come on. It might not have been recorded as great as you could record something 40 years later, all because of technology, but I mean, the magic in the, and the riffs. Yeah. Fuck me. Amazing. Amazing. Well, I tell you what, let's shift gears to a different Paul, Paul Shortino. And we're not going to stay on this too long, but I'm just kind of curious. You know, Blue Dahlia comes out, gets on a label, gets a little distribution. Uh, then there was talk of you maybe doing uh, something with King Cobra. Um, what are your thoughts on that Blue Dahlia re- uh, record that you did with Paul? Was there a favorite song you might want to play? And then do you see yourself maybe working with Paul again in the future? I know he's got a ton going on. You do too. So I guess the stars have to align or yeah. someone's going to reach out yeah. to the other. Paul's a great guy. <coughs> Paul's a great singer. I was a big fan the whole time. He knew it. I told him. I thought this, I thought the stuff came out cool, very different. People, yeah. you know, I didn't, it, you know, that wasn't going to try to make Paul sing a heavy metal record. I just sing what you want. I consider him a great blues, yeah, yeah. rock singer. So that's what I think the album is. So it's, it tends to be a little lighter, blues rock stuff. We could make a heavy record. Yeah, we could. We could do whatever we want, but. I, I don't know if we're going to do anything again. We might. It depends on his time. I know he's real busy and what other stuff I got going on. But um, Is there a song that stands out from the Blue Dahlia record? Sunset Blues. It, it's called Sunset Blue. It's a blues, which I think he's perfect at. Okay, I let's do it. did a good job with the whole...
So Trace has switched gears to solo music, instrumental stuff you're doing. Uh, you play me a couple songs, fucking awesome. How long have you been working on this new solo record? And you said it's done, you just haven't had time to put it yeah, together and package. Been, it's been done for like six months. Damn, really? It's just kind of sitting, because I don't have the money and the time to really put it all together and put it out. But there's ten, ten, but it's all just me and Randy. And I'm doing all the production and all the guitars, so it's kind of heavy and fucked up, and you know it's out there. But it's you know it's my tribute to my dad. My dad passing away about two years ago. My dad liked like the heavy stuff, so it's a tribute to dad, and it's instrumental. Um, he didn't ever like it when I played with singers anyway. He he liked it better when I just do really? instrumentals. Yeah, he was your biggest fan. My, yeah, my that. dad was my biggest fan. He always said the singers got in my way. Oh really? I said, okay, dad. Cool. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Thanks. Fuck everybody else. Yeah, the singers get in my way. I need to go. I need to go over here and go over there and go over there and go there and make those sounds. But that's not music. It's just sound. It's just noise. Good. <laughs> Good. Loved it. <laughs> that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. And um, it's I got the I got the CD cover which Susie did for me, and I got the um, Randy played bass on it. I did everything else on it. It's ten songs. Um, I don't know when I'm gonna put it out, but pretty soon. We're gonna play a couple songs. Uh, I just one question before we get into the first track we're gonna play. Um, so writing this music with Paul for Dark Mile. Um, What's what takes longer, an instrumental record? I think I may have asked you this before, or a band type a band record, thing, a band thing, because there's more people involved. With my instrumental things, I just do it when I do it when I do it. So I, a song could been written, you know, three months ago, and then you go, I'll do another one, what's and that, then yeah, what's that now? What? No, so like, do you just like work on like an instrumental record in pieces? Or do you sit down like, okay, yeah, I'm going to yeah, do whenever this? Whenever I feel like it. Whenever I feel like another riff coming, yeah, I'll, I'll put it down and I'll say, Randy, play bass on this. Randy, play bass on what do you think of this? And then he'll, he'll put in his two cents. I just, I think they go a little faster than the ones with the projects or the bands. You know, you got all kinds of other people to do. Right, right. Instrumental. That's one reason I like doing it too. It's just do it on my own. And uh, nobody can tell me nothing. Faster, slower, right. quiet. Don't do that. I don't like this. You know, is it, nobody said I can't. Nobody can say anything. So it's pretty cool. That's pretty, pretty awesome. Selfish. Oh okay. man, it's self fulfilling. You know, doing it's, it. it's like so. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it, it just comes. My daddy say, "Where's that shit come from? What are you doing? How'd you <laughs> how'd you come up with that riff?" I go, "I don't know. I don't know." You tell me. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> So, well, you know, how what? So the first song, uh, what do you want to play? The first song I want to play is called um, the name of the album, the title track. It'll probably be the first song on the CD, um, "The Hands of Time." Okay, let's check it out, and then we'll talk about it. <laughs>
All right, again, not just because you're my friend and I'm sitting in front of you. Fucking solid, bro. Heavy, Thanks. just, I, I fucking love it. I almost want to use it for the new intro for the Ragman show. You can. you can. You can if you want. It's, to me, it's sort of movie, movie soundtrack-ish. Yeah, it's dark. Because it's like really dark. Yeah. yeah. And um, not everything is, but mostly everything on here is kind of dark. The next song was taken from the, the G Factory CD, my first CD, and it's called The Many Forms of Evil. So that tells you right there, it's, it's fucked. <laughs> it, it's got, the introduction's got Donnie Rodriguez, which was a drummer friend of mine that passed away a few years ago. But he was a, he was a real funny guy. So he did the intro, the talking. He used to do all kinds of voices and oh, nice. samples for me. Donnie was a hilarious. Really missed the guy a lot. And uh, So um, <clears throat> it's called The Many Forms of Evil. Perfect. Let's check it out. Again, solid. The, the intro is fun. I, I wanted to ask you what that was because I thought it was out of a movie. I didn't realize your buddy did that. It, the background, when Donnie, when Donnie's talking in the beginning, the music in the background, I stole it from a vampire CD. Oh, really? That has like Dracula. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and it's, it's, it's the soundtrack from some old Dracula movie or something. Oh, really? I don't even know. I just stole it and said, fuck it. 
Yeah. And I put it behind Donnie, yeah. Who's going to know? Well, they're going to know now, so. <laughs> the word's out. Cat's out of the bag. Line up. <laughs> Line up. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, you know. It's, I like it. Well, let me ask you this. It's, it's Hands of Time. It's dedicated to your father. Um, and it's dark. It's got this dark vibe to it and even some of the songs. So did your dad like the darker stuff you did? Is that why? Or is it, I know you, uh, it, when you look, did it. I mean, I play like that anyway, but yeah. I, I purposely put a whole C together. The CD I was putting together when he passed away. Oh, okay. See, so it just made sense to dedicate it to him. And it was sure. already dark and ugly already. I know, I know. He was like your best friend. Yeah. So. Dad was it. You he guys was, had a great relationship. The times was, that I've spent with the know, two of you, you were back and forth I'd be I'd lot. be recording in the studio right here, and I'd feel like the window's open or the door's open or something around, and he'd be sitting back there in that chair. It'd scare me. I'd go, what are you doing? <laughs> he goes, ah, I don't want to hear that shit. I want to hear it loud. Nice. I go, okay. So he'd sit there and listen to me. He's just, you know, recording tracks and stuff and putting yeah. it together. And he just, he was a musician. He always was a musician. He, he was a drummer first. I used to play in the, the first bands with him when I was 12, 13, 14. And um, he always used to turn me on to Latin jazz, jazz, instrumental stuff, just crazy music. He always loved Music, if he'd go into a club or a bar, he'd have to go to the very front row and sit in the front. If he'd go see Sheila E., he'd have to sit right in the front. Oh, wow. To see, to see you know, he had to be basically on the stage. You yeah. Know? He just loved it. It made him happy. He felt it. He loved it. And, he, and he, he liked when I did. He didn't like when I did light. If I ever did light, wimpy shit, he didn't like it. <laughs> So the flamenco CDs, he's not a fan. No, he he did like the oh, flamenco, okay. but okay. because he, it wasn't it wasn't spooky and heavy, but it, yeah. it, he still thought it was cool in it and it and he even played on some of that shit. Oh really? Yeah, he played wow. congas on a couple of the songs, a couple of the songs he played congas on the Latin stuff, and then I go as far back as I did a crisp a couple Christmas albums, but the last Christmas album I did called Spooky G, Spooky G Christmas. He played he he sang. And played congas on the song. Um, here comes, here comes Santa, here comes Santa Claus, or here yeah. comes, here comes Santa Claus. Here. Uh -huh. He's singing that. Wow! So, I have to go back and listen to it. Oh, it's classic. I had him in here, and I was like producing him. Uh -huh. No, you're too fast. You're too slow. He just okay. He just tell me what to do. <laughs> well, improvise right here, man. So he started talking about the mistletoe and kissing yeah. the girls and shit. <laughs> you know, you know, you know yeah, yeah. he didn't care. He didn't care. He just did it. He was great. Yeah, he, he was. He, he just, was a great man for sure. Yeah. You sometimes, not being supernatural or anything like that, do you ever get a vibe like you're in here recording or something and Every you day. feel like he's... Oh, really? Every day. He's still here. Yeah. I keep I keep waiting for him to come walk through the door. You yeah. know, I, I don't, I don't know how to respond to all that, but... It's like, yeah, he's he's looking down at me, going, "What the fuck are you doing? You going? <laughs> yeah, play, fucker. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, I, you're he, you're doing exactly what he would have wanted for sure. I think so. Got to do a little more. Yeah, 
you know, but I got to I got to do more of it. I, this time of year is really tough. Christmas, Christmas lights, presents, trees, shit. You know. Yeah. Uh, I'm the same stuff. boat. I get older this at Christmas every year too, so I don't. I, I kind of dread it now. It's like I don't even want to decorate or do anything. Last year. I talked the girls out of, I mean, I didn't put up lights. Uh-huh. I didn't put up the lights. I got away with it, but this year they're like, uh-uh-uh. You got to put the lights up, dude. You got to, so I had, they're up right now at night. You could really see them all. Yeah, yeah, I can see them, yeah. So, you know, it's, 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 it's for mom. Now it's for mom. That's, that's awesome, dude. All right, right on. So. Okay, I'm Randy, looking at this Randy CD. Pratt, Randy Pratt. Ruffy Uns 3? Is it Ruffians? That's it's his. I have nothing to do with that other than I'm playing on some of it. I didn't know that Carmine was known as the Godfather. Yeah, is he? he? He's, or is that self-proclaimed? I don't know, but <laughs> that whole project called the Ruffians, Ruffians Three. It's a guy named Randy Pratt from Vegas, amazing bass player. He's friends with all these guys, and uh, Carmine is. But the funniest thing about the, the project, it's already out. You can get it on their website. I don't know if it's ruffians3.com. Or I'm not sure what, I'm not sure what the website is. But um, if you look it up, Ruffians 3 with Carmine on the cover. Carmine's the drumming through the whole CD. Um, let me see it. Carmine's doing the drumming. Ed Terry, vocals. Randy on bass. Jay... J uh, J Z Burrell on on he's doing a lot of the guitar rhythm okay. guitar stuff. That's the producer guy. Oh okay yeah. Okay at Carmine Apathy. It's not put together like a, a normal band a normal band at all. It's the most weirdest thing I've ever done. Carmine gets loops of the drums. I mean I mean he no sorry J Z gets the loops of the drums. J Z cuts them up. He's like a producer guy. He cuts them up, what he thinks would make a good song. There's yeah. no music on them yet. It's just drums. Yeah, yeah. With whoever playing, it was in this case it was Carmine that they were taken from. Carmine was cool with it. Go. He sends Jay Z sends those loops or sends the track to uh, Randy Pratt. Randy puts whatever he's gonna put on bass. No guitar, nothing on it. Just bass, going all, all kinds of weird places. Sends it to me. I try to follow. I try to follow him the best I can. Sometimes I put a solo on it the best I can, where I think it would go. But I'm not sure where the solo is even gonna go yet. <coughs> and they get it over to whoever's gonna sing. Uh, there's a few people singing on this, but mostly Ed Terry, great singer. I don't know him, but oh, okay. Randy knows him. Randy knows all these guys. Ed sings on it, and, and he's made like a CD here with the special guests are Pat Travers, Pat Thrall, Bumblefoot, Tony Franklin, Dave Manichetti, Jim McCarty, Vinnie Moore, um, Derek Sheranian, Sheranian, yeah, Tracy G, Billy Spaceman Patterson, and there's more. And uh, there's like a, 10 songs. I'm on two of them. A song called Hangin' and a song called Malevolent. I oh, fuck it. Let's just play. Yeah, let's play hanging because it's easier to say. 
I'm doing a new one with him. Oh, nice. But Vinny Appice's on drums. Everything. And I'm on guitar on all the guitar. Oh, fuck yeah. Nice. So, but I, you know. And, and just did a remake, not that anybody knows or cares, of my own song from World War Three, Love You to Death. Oh, yeah. I love that song. Yeah, Fucking great. That, that has Vinny on it, me on it. Randy just finished his bass on it. I haven't heard even heard it yet. Oh, and I don't know who he's going to get to sing. If he's going to get Joe Singer yeah. or somebody else. Wow. I can't wait to hear that. I bet you it's going to be heavy as fuck and nice. Yeah, I, I, I can play just me and Vinny. I got that, but I don't have any bass. So let me ask you this. So you're covering your own song, which you do some of your older stuff. Yeah. Do you... In 2023, do you like, I want to change some things up a little or no? I didn't because I'm playing to Vinny. Oh, Vinny, okay. Vinny's already did the drums and Vinny played to the record. So, I mean, I, yeah, I could I could have changed some of the chords and I didn't. What about the solo? It's already fucked up. The solo has the parts that I thought were rememberable, I did. Okay. Like I do with any solo. And then the ones that are improvised, I just improvised. Oh, okay. Like I do. I did that already. That's awesome, dude. That's awesome. I don't know who's going to have to sing it, but this guy, Ed, Ed Terry, is really good. Is he a good, just solid rock singer, or is yeah, he more like, of a... He's like a killer rock blues singer. Oh, nice. Yeah, he's like he's like Paul Sorcino. Oh, okay. In that vein, yeah. Oh, dude, I can't wait to hear it. That's going to be badass. I know. It's going to come out on... You no know, ruffians part four. You know, or, well, I don't know what it's Randy's thing. I don't know what he's yeah. doing. And that's fucking it, folks. Well, you're a busy fucking dude. And congratulations on everything that you, I've heard. Anything, I know. Oh yeah. <laughs> everything you played me today was fucking amazing. Thanks. Um, I'm very happy for you, my friend. I'm glad to see you're so busy, so active. I'm gonna fly to LA, or if you guys ever play a live show. I'm going to make sure I'm at that show to see you play live. Uh, but before I let you go, Tracy, uh, is there anything uh, you want to tell the fans out there? Thanks for all the support always. Um, happy holidays. Keep rocking. Be safe. Take care of your families. And rock and roll. Well, Tracy, as always, it's a pleasure to talk to you, my friend. Thank you for letting me in your home. Thanks for making time for lunch. Always great seeing you, dude. So before Tracy now lets you go, we're going to give you two big horns up. <laughs>